0: Generous God, whose gift defies the balance sheet of ownership and just reward, free our hearts and minds from the envy which enslaves us. Shape our lives to show your self forgetting love. Through Jesus Christ, the gift of grace. Amen. Before I start the sermon this week, I want to take a moment and give thanks for the life and legacy of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. This incredible woman-shaped American justice system reminded us of what equality looks like and pursued justice in a way that inspired us all. So we thank God, for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Amen. In my various and sundry career as a student... I had the opportunity to sample from a wide variety of didactic experiences. I did science projects, book reports, dioramas, oral presentations, drawings, paintings, maps, papers, 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 and more papers. Of all the didactic tactics, teachers employed my least favorite was the group project. It wasn't just because I'm on the introverted side and my default is toward isolation and working alone. I actually think we learn most from our peers, particularly in seminars and small groups. No, my beef with group projects was and is an equity issue. Someone always ends up doing more work than someone else. Case in point, my final year of grad school, we had a group presentation for a class I will not mention so as to protect the innocent. Four of us were assigned to this group project and presentation. We divided the work into four groups. We discussed our separate parts. We planned. But when the day of our presentation came, two of our groups had done nothing. One of those two didn't even show up. The other seemed to have forgotten The partner that had prepared felt sick that day, so she sat in the corner of the room while I gave our entire group presentation alone. Fortunately, it came out okay, and we all benefited from top marks and the grace of the teacher. That's group projects at their best. Unequal work representing and resulting in equal benefit. Sometimes you're not so lucky. Perhaps the best thing about group projects is their life analogy. It's not always how hard you work or how smart you are. At some point, everyone, everyone is subject to grace. Hence the lesson today, the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. This parable is pretty straightforward, a landowner hires folks to work in his vineyard. He goes out at dawn and hires some folks. He comes back at 9 and hires more. He comes back at noon and 3 and hires even more. And at 5 p.m., when the day is basically over, the landowner sees other folks standing around. And he asks them, why are you just standing there? And they say, because no one has hired us. They're not lazy. Who knows? Maybe they're sick sick or injured, or foreigners, or women, or outcasts. We don't know their story. We can assume that there was some prejudice involved. But whatever happened, no one had hired them. So the vineyard owner hires those folks too. And when the day is done and everyone gets paid, the owner pays them all a denarius, which is the wage for a full day's work. As an aside, in California, minimum wage is $12 an hour. I want to point out that a living wage for an adult with no children in California is $15 an hour. A living wage for a single parent with two kids is $37.46 an hour. It's something to consider. Now back to the parable. When the folks who have been working since dawn see that they are getting paid the same as folks who didn't work at all, they get mad. They basically say, that's not fair. Now, merit-based fairness is not Jesus's M.O. He's not having it. Jesus sums all this up with his timeless classic, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. One of my favorites. In this context, that statement has different meaning. If all the workers get the same wage, then it doesn't matter if you're first or last. You're in line. You're all in line. You all get the same thing. You all benefit. Who cares who's first or last? We're all in. I think that's the greater point of this parable. Everybody's in. Everyone benefits From God's grace, everyone receives God's love. Everybody's in. Sometimes we get grumpy and don't want everyone to be in. We did all the work. Why should they get an A? Sometimes generosity doesn't seem right. And that's what's going on with Jonah today. This passage from Jonah. Jonah has saved the city of Nineveh from destruction. And after... Getting spit out of a whale or a large fish, Jonah reluctantly marches through the enemy capital, this enemy city, Nineveh, warning them that God is going to punish them if they don't straighten up and fly right. Amazingly, the city and its king listen to Jonah and he spares them. Then Jonah gets mad. God spared his enemies. God Or Jonah says, I knew it. I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and ready to relent from punishing. You've got to love this. What a great, like, backhanded compliment. I knew it, God. You're too nice. You're too generous. Now Jonah's in danger because his prophecy didn't come true and he's out in the desert exposed. Poor Jonah. He can't win. This week I watched the documentary The Social Dilemma about social media and how internet companies are making a fortune by manipulating people through artificial intelligence. It also talks about how notifications and suggestions have left us politically siloed and make it hard for us to see the humanity of people who think differently than us. When we see different information, whether it's true or not, it is nearly impossible to accept the perspective of those who see different things than we see, those who differ from us. We resent them. How could they? We ask rhetorically, but never literally, never with compassion, because we don't see what they see. We don't care why somebody didn't work all day, just that they got paid the same thing as us. The Jesus way is not necessarily fair. It's too generous, but it reminds us of something fundamental. Grace is not a factor of merit. Grace is a gift. My mentor, Jimmy Bart's had a theology professor in seminary who used to say, You know the grade. The grade is always A. Now you have to work. Same goes for For the kingdom, you know the grade. The grade is always a, and now we have to, we get to work. We work because we got the gift, not because we have to earn it. We work, not because we will earn God's love. We work because we're all in this together. We want everyone to benefit. It is a group project. Across time, space, fortune, illness, success, gender, sexual orientation, ethnicity, race, class, ability, disability, belief, tradition, country, religion, first, last, or in between. We're all in this together. The mustard seed this week is to pray for someone who does not deserve it. Pray for someone who showed up at the end of the day and still gets paid. Pray for someone that does not deserve it. Have a great week. God God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. people. We pray this week with gratitude for the life and legacy of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We pray that someone equally inspiring and with a mind for justice may take her role on the Supreme Court. We also pray for the new Ordinance of the Diaconate in the Episcopal Diocese of Los Angeles and for UCSB. For all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying...